It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. And today, I'm going to turn to someone who has not only saved the world as a CIA operations officer for 20 years plus, he's also doing so in the private sector. He's got a, a brand new audiobook that you have to listen to immediately. It's on Scribd, uh, which is one of those audiobook platforms. It's called Company Rules, or Everything I Know About Business I Learned from the CIA. You used to know him from Diligence. Now he is the chairman, CEO, and founder of the Portman Square Group, also known as PSG, and they have 55 bureaus around the world. <laughs> Mike Baker, welcome to Kennedy Saves the uh, World. Thank you. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, Great to was, see you. Yeah, drive safely. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for mentioning the book, and and uh, I narrate it myself. I know, which, which I'm is very rare. Proud of. Yeah, it is. It is rare, and. Um, it's also, I mean, it's out in time for uh, Valentine's Day, and it's so. It's, I can think of nothing more romantic. It I is mean, a this was like gift. Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> with like uh, button men and spooks. <laughs> it was. It was. It, it's all of those things, and uh, it's. It, it, it look. It's. It's. You know, it's an easy listen. I like to think it is, right? and and you you dip into your time at the CIA just enough mm-hmm. to d- flirt with the listener slash audio reader. So we want more about your time at the agency, also known ah, as the company. Uh, but then what I didn't realize in in your new role as private sector security maven, mm-hmm. you get to do all the cool stuff you did in the CIA and you get to tell us about it without divulging national security That's secrets. Right. So, so one of the stories you tell, I was just... I was transfixed. It's about you have a target, and he's flying from one city to another, and you go to the city where he's departing, and you use your boyish boyish charm mm-hmm. to get the, the person working at the airline to seat you next to the guy. And then you've got your coworker who's masquerading <laughs> as your clever and uh, indispensable uh, yeah. assistant. She's Esther. behind you, yeah. and, and you're turning around to her. Uh, you know, talking in hushed tones about really impressive financial transactions that are totally fake. But the guy next to you, <laughs> the Mark, he can't get enough. He could. He couldn't resist it. And uh, yeah, it was. I think, and that was the big surprise. Uh, thank you. Uh, that was You're the welcome. big. <laughs> that was the big surprise for me. I think was getting out. I mean, everybody looked at me when I said I was leaving the agency, right? And they, the general tone of of their response was always the same, which is. <laughs> A, what are you going to do? And B, why are you leaving? Because what are you going to do? And so once I did leave, then it was remarkable to me how it was similar, right? And Because everybody said it's, it's this mystifying world. You're going to get in the private sector. You're not going to have any understanding of what you're doing. And You've been around. in a bubble. You're yeah. going to be lost. You've got no skills. You don't know how to transfer. tie your own shoes. Yeah. Right. I got, Business well, is hard. Yeah. The government jobs are easy, even though you're you're – maybe well. <laughs> killing people and flying right into the yeah. hornet's nest. Yeah, I like to think there's, there, there, there's no easy job in the CIA. I will say that much. They're all, there's there's a certain level of difficulty. Even the to janitors are ripped. Oh, God, yeah. And and uh, it's it's a, it's a unique environment. But because it's so unique, 
it does leave you feeling when you're there that there may not be something, particularly at that time, right? Now it's more, it's, it's more mobile, right? Everything's changed, right? It's a, it's a different world That's than it was. That's one of the company rules. Right. And, and so because it was so unusual for people to leave at that time, uh, there, was, there, was, there was some angst on certainly on the family's part, on their part, not really on mine because, you know, I thought, look, I got to get out. You were anyway. ready to go. Yeah, I was ready to go. I had, I, I, again, it was a very simple reason. I had a little a young daughter I was raising um, as, a, as a single parent, had to be home, right? She didn't care what I was doing. She didn't care that I had a, a very interesting job. She just wanted me home on the floor playing Legos, right? And, and watching Disney movies on on. VCR. Remember the VCR? Oh, yeah. We might have even had a laser disc at the time. <laughs> we so. were never that fancy. We never had. I wanted a laser disc. Oh. I know you had to flip it in the middle. Yes. I didn't care. It was crazy. Uh, but, but you cared. I cared. And, and yeah. so you were, you worked for someone else for a while. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And when did you start formulating the company rules into business rules? Uh, because there are some that are very intuitive very straightforward, immediately admit your mistakes, which I think is also, I was thinking about this, uh, translates to parenting. Yes. Yeah. And that, and I think that's something that I'm hoping that people who who uh, take the time, pick up the book, listen to it, or read the ebook version will realize that a lot of these, it's not just a business book, right? You can use these same things for your life, for your, for your kids in particular. And so there are, and, and you pointed out one of them, which is immediately admit your mistakes. Now in the agency... In, in, the, in, the, in the CIA, if you don't, if you make a mistake and you try to cover it up, oh. um, it, is, it usually results in a goat rope. It, it, everything starts to head south. That was one of my questions. Yeah. What is the goat rope? Because you, you do, you do <laughs> mention the goat rope. Yeah. I think maybe in context of that chapter mm. and the polygraph experts. Oh, yeah. Which those are two things that I don't want to encounter <laughs> at work. One is a polygraph. Second is a goat rope. Yeah. No, certainly it, not at the same time. Yeah, not at the same time. And uh, look, a goat rope, is just, it's just a term. I'm not sure where it came from. Uh, but it just means everything's heading south, right? Oh. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, it's like a monkey f***ing a football. Everything's going wrong. And so. Saw that on Instagram Reel last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you have it. Um, but uh, it's and then, uh, yeah, the polygraph, that's a that's a unique tool. Um, and, and I will say this much. Look, it's it's, um, you know, the, the, the polygraph is not necessarily a hard science, right? It's a very soft science. It's a tool in the kit bag. I'm not sure how I veered off into this direction, but it depends almost entirely on the expertise of the examiner, of the polygrapher. And the agency is fortunate enough to have, I think, the best in the world in that regard. So um, it's a little bit easier to get people to admit their mistakes when they have to be polygraphed regularly, Ooh. like at the, at, at the agency. That would um, be a great tool yeah. for teenagers. <sighs> I've got yeah. two of them at home. Yeah. Oh, man, I would love to have a polygrapher and a polygraph. But it, you could argue that teenagers are a little bit uh, psychopathic, right? And so psychopaths can get past the polygraph. Oh, man. So teenagers may be... put a tack in yeah. your shoe, right? <laughs> no. It's Isn't that what you're supposed to do and step no. on it every time you're about to lie? <laughs> no. Just keep stepping on it because that just throws the same signals? Yeah. Yeah, you know, but the only way to beat the polygraph really is to be a psycho it, mm-hmm. it, because, you, you know, if, if you have no sense of right and wrong, right, then that's fine. But if you're like if you're like most people, right, and I've, I've got sort of this very bizarre sort of Quaker mindset, which says I'm guilty about everything. I'm, I'm, I'm responsible for everything. That's my fault. And, and so that's you're perfectly designed for the polygraph because you'll you'll show out all the time. Right. But a psycho sits down, somebody like one of our traders, Aldrich Ames, or one of those fellows that, that came out of the past, um, you know, Hansen from the Bureau. Yeah. Uh, these guys don't, don't sense right from wrong. 
Right. And so they don't feel like they're doing anything. They wrong. Don't, no, it doesn't. You know, lying is not wrong. So they're they're fine when it comes to that. But it's uh, so anyway, I was I was amazed and I didn't there wasn't really a, a single moment where I thought to myself, oh, look, I've absorbed all these ideas from my time at the agency and they've been applicable to building a business and, and you know, raising uh, semi normal kids. No, my kids, are, my kids are fantastic. Uh, but it kind of came over a period of time and, and in conversations with people because uh, I think it was just this eventual gradual realization. And so then I thought, OK, let's let's write them down and see what happens. I think it's it's great. It's it's wonderful. And, you know, it's you look at it with such a different lens and unapologetically because you can't spend that long in one institution and not be changed by it. Yeah. And, and not be formed by it. And so you, you can't put that away, but it's great for the rest of us, lay people, who've never been in a government agency or a paramilitary organization because we get to pretend like we're spies. Like, I'm pretending as I'm, as I'm <laughs> listening to all of this, like, yes, I've got to assess the risk environment everywhere I go. And I, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm getting off the X. <laughs> I don't know what the X is. I'm thinking Cartesian coordinate system. I'm looking for the Y axis. I don't know where any of them are. I'm just going to oh, avoid them. Well, that's, yeah, you know your math. See, I, I did I did terribly on math. Um, and I, what, I, I don't know if I even put it in the book. One of the things that, that, uh, that I learned when I first joined the agency and, and was brought in there was that I had the lowest GPA of anybody who ever <laughs> was accepted into the operations. Well done. Was directorate. that out of college? Uh, well, uh, a little while after college, but Good they they you. still were. It was close enough that they were still paying attention to things like GPA, which I had not paid attention to. So, what and, were your strengths? Because you know they're looking at this this base algorithm yeah. on a piece of paper. So, what was yeah. the Mike Bakerness that where they went? Were you just forgettable? I was, I was, I blended in. And <laughs> I was kind of like the gray man. Uh, you know, I was pithy. Um, I think they appreciated that. Um, I dressed well. Uh, I'm trying to think of what my other skills were at the acting? time of joining. I didn't realize yeah. there was so much acting in the agency until there, you bring of, that up. Yeah, if you're in the operations side of things, something, and depending on what and you're you doing were. in operations, yeah, then do little mustaches, uh, little tiny mustaches, yes, <laughs> and so, and, and I had a whole set of them, um, but uh, it was it was really it was I I loved that part of it, but. Um, there was there was a moment where uh, somebody who was very senior actually looked at me and, and and told me as I was being brought in and they had made that decision that okay we're gonna we're gonna bring him in. Um, he actually said, "You've got the lowest GPA of anybody we've ever brought in," <laughs> and I thought, "Well, I'm a winner here. I'm like <laughs> I'm, I finally I finally took the top prize in something." And but it was it was a tremendous ride. Uh, getting out uh, was. Uh, Again, I didn't have any angst over it. I think one Did of the reasons— Did they think you were a traitor? Because that's no. also—you got you to gotta root out the, the traitors mm. in the organization. So they never were yeah. like, oh, my gosh, Baker's leaving. He knows everything. He's got all our secrets. <laughs> no, no, I think they, they, uh, they were—they couldn't have been nicer to me. The people that—I've I, got to—I maintain a really nice relationship. Uh, they, but they could not have been more supportive. And, and again, at that time, it was not— that common, right? It, it, it's not like today's world where people can go into the agency and think, okay, I'm going to be here for maybe one or two tours. You know, back then when I started, it was a career. You weren't leaving until they dragged you out, right? And you're going to, and, and everybody's goal was to become the director, of course, because we're all type A when we got in there. And so, you know, I think, I, I guess, you know, my, my takeaway from that, the time that I was there, I felt like I was the luckiest person around, right? I'd, you would do things sometimes. You'd be engaged in some job 
with them, and, and you'd walk away and you'd think, there's nobody else doing this on the planet. All right, we got more of this interview after this. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. What's what's an example of a job that mm. we would find surprising and intriguing? Oh, um, just operations overseas. I'm always very, like I'm very careful. Well, I don't, I don't talk about things, and uh, and and I and I tell you why I don't is because um, the next it's not, book. It's yeah, it's the next book. No, right. no, it it's is very not. smart. No, I just leave think, one yeah, more, no, Baker. No, I just think it. I think we have an obligation to not um, go into into details, go into sources and methods. And I don't even want to get close to sources and methods. Some people will kind of walk up to that line, mm -hmm. right, because they want to talk about their past experiences and things that they As you point out in the book, people love yeah. talking about themselves. They do. And the mark on the plane, he could not wait to start talking about himself. That's right. And and, and that's actually, that's a really good point. I had a conversation the other day with, with someone, and we were talking about how listening, people just don't, right? I mean, most of the time, if you, if, if, if you step back and you think, okay, what are my conversations like? Most people, when they're talking, they're thinking about what am I going to say next? Yes. They're not listening to what that other person's saying to them, and they're not thinking about how that person is feeling or what they're doing. The agency, one of the things, and, and also in, in the private sector, because a, a big part of our business, right, my, my uh, PSG, the private sector company, is uh, we do a lot of investigations, right? We do a lot of intelligence gathering, a lot of information High gathering. net worth individuals, banks. Large corporations. Global law firms. Yeah. yeah. And so we, but I mean, it's-, it's Are a, you a billionaire? It's eliciting information. Well, um, I believe I, yes, I, I think I am. I'm, I'm not really sure. I've got <laughs> so much money stashed overseas. Yeah, I really true. don't know anymore. Did you, um, is it true you brought a wheelbarrow of doubloons down <laughs> the hallway did. here at Fox? I did, doubloons, yeah. because, you know, I'm still invested in doubloons. <laughs> Most people went into Bitcoin and I, I, I'm more of a traditionalist. Um, so, yeah, anyway, it was, it was, it was a great ride, but I forget where I was going with my story. That happens more and more nowadays. No, I you're just talking about rambling. listening, but yeah. one of the things that I liked in the book was, and you make a really good point, and, and people get so nervous about decision-making. And, and for people who make decisions by default, uh, they like dragging their heels as long as possible so things fall into place so they don't have to make a decision. But decision-making is critical, and you have to hit that sweet spot, which means you cannot drag your feet because – you know, in your old line of work, people can die and bad things can happen and buildings and buses can explode. <laughs> if you if you move too quickly and act prematurely uh, and spontaneously, you know, equally bad things can exactly. happen. So how do you get the timing right on decision making? Because that's another thing, especially when we come to intersections in our lives. It's it's very difficult to know how and when to pull the trigger and make those decisions. Yeah, people want um, they they, they want to feel comfortable when they make a decision, right? And so um, the idea is, you know, I want all the information I can get, right? And and you see that in companies all the time. You see corporations that that will just agonize over a decision, right? And, or they'll want the input from all the various elements within that large corporate structure. And they say, come on, give me that. And, and they're just waiting for all the data to land on the desk of the decision maker so they can make that. You know what? If you wait for that moment, if you wait for, for having all the information that's available out there, A, it's never going to happen because there's you know, always new information that you haven't uncovered. But B, something bad is going to happen. And in private business, that means your competitor is going to get the, the job or they're going to pass you by in some fashion or they're going to they're going to claim that market or whatever it might be. So and then the agency, as, as you pointed out, 
yeah, I mean, if you if you wait until you have all the information to make a decision, something really bad could happen. Mm-hmm. And so they teach you and you learn to – without sometimes even realizing it, you learn to make decisions with, with uh, imperfect information, right? So if you watch a Tom Cl- – or read a Tom Clancy book or watch a, a, a spy movie – Typically, you know, they've got all the – they've got satellite feeds and they're looking through walls with, you know, this, this clever technology. They know where all the hostiles are and they, they, everything's all set to go. Now we're going to move, right? It never works that way, right? You, you hope that you've planned enough, right? And prior planning you know, prevents piss poor performance, and, as they say. And so – Alliteration points. I well know, done. That was good, right? Mm-hmm. right? Yep. But, uh, you know, you, you also have to be able to, as, as, as we say, get off the X. And that's simply – the X is the ambush site in operational speak, right? And so you don't want to land there, right? You want to see all the indicators before getting to that ambush site so that you avoid that moment where you realize now I'm on the X, everything is coming on top, and now I got to act. So, but you have to be able to act, right? You have to make that decision. So that's what, in terms of private business, I think that was one of the, that was one of the things that, that really helped me right from the very start. I mean, just the decision to leave and to try a, starting a business and I had no business experience. So just that ability to say, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I, I, I don't, I have no idea what I'm about to do, but let's give it a go. Let's try it. And so we make a decision and you move forward. If you wait until you're comfortable with all your decision-making, it's never going to happen. It's, and, and again, I, I think that was a lesson that, that we absorbed. They work with you on that. They try to, you know, they try to get you to understand that in the agency. But a lot of times you're absorbing all these ideas. And look, these, there's not a, there's not a, a written set of company rules, right? It's not like they, uh, you know, the first day of training, you had they to hand clean that them. to you. No. Yeah. And, and, and people, you know, all the folks I worked with, wonderful people, I'm sure they took away their own ideas or their own rules, but these happen to be mine. And, you know, there you go. Bob's your uncle, as and, they say. you know, what was your area of expertise at the agency? Were you good at psyops? Were you a marksman? Um, you were a wrestler? Like, what was what was Mike Baker like the go-to guy for? Well, I did the this uh, this medley of show tunes, which um, they found <laughs> enormously entertaining. Um, I would just break into that at times. It would completely disarm the hostile element. And uh, I was I was on the operations side, and and you tend to move through. Like I, I ended up doing everything from. Uh, counter narcotics operations to counterinsurgency operations in in hostile environments to um, counterterrorism operations. You, you they tend to yeah you know, move us around based on the requirements, right? And and that is set by you know basically the White House. You know they determine what the priorities are. Those tasks then get sent over to you know an organization like the agency, and you just move now. You know, there's a lot of talk lately about the politicization. I know I was going to have a hard time with that, uh, with the politicization. Oh, God. It's a tough word. It's a tough yeah. word. Yeah. No, it's yeah. like, that's like a, a, a gymnast doing a complicated vault. <laughs> like, once you start running, you have to commit you to it. You have to go. Because if you, if you blow that in the middle, <laughs> good night, Sally. I've done that so many times on our, I'm like, politicization. Politicization. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm good with that then. Um, uh, that... Uh, yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I was thinking of another, another. Word. Oh, strategery. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Or my favorite, nuclear. I always <laughs> said nuclear, and uh, I always get ding for that. Nuclear. 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 Mm. That's my favorite. I love nuclear because when you say it on air, people get so mad. They're like, "It's nuclear." Yeah, yeah. They, like, they, they, uh, they, do, they do come after you. I'm uh, always surprised at how angry people can be. Yeah. Um. So 
anyway, the, the point being is you definitely don't want an over-politicized uh, intel organization. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very dangerous thing. Amen. And so, yeah, so we but have to be careful. I got to say, Clapper, Brennan, Comey, all super politicized, yep. and the country is in a worse place for it. Yep. Shame on them. It's time for a reset. Uh, your security needs can be found in the private sector, thanks to Mike Baker. <laughs> Wonderful book, ebook, audiobook, The Company Rules. Baker, thank you for being oh, a part of the podcast. No, thank you. It's a delightful conversation. It really is. I love yeah. the long form uh, gab because we can't do it on TV because you got like four minutes. I know. I keep getting somebody in my ear saying rap. 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 I get that all the time. Okay. So I was going to say, it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. <laughs> all right. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.